Welcome to Stock Odds, Odds and End Podcast. I'm Dave Singh here with Rob Friesen, getting ready for the week ahead. Good evening, Rob. How's everything? Not too bad. I need a longer, long weekend. I guess still getting caught up on stuff. Can you give me a longer, long weekend next time? We need five-day weekends and two-day work weeks. <laughs> That's what I need, a five-day weekend. <laughs> All right, so uh, we got uh, we had a, a busy week. Um, we, um, you know, we ended an expiration, right? And we actually ended what is the best performing week of February. So, not to say that things couldn't change here, and we might have some robustness at the end of the month, but we kind of need to address why, you know, we ended on. Um, I mean. It, it, it came off the bottom a little bit there on Friday, but like, why did we have down day on Thursday and some follow through on Friday? Like what, what was going on here? So we need to address that. Um, so first I'll run through just some Friday's performance here. Um, so Microsoft was down 1.56% on Friday, Apple down three quarters of a percent, NVIDIA down 2.79. Um, Tesla was up three. 0.1%. Uh, Meta was up just slightly, Google, where Google was down. Um, we had some uh, movement in the healthcare on the positive side, Johnson & Johnson. So it down market to some degree, not huge, but uh, Johnson Johnson and Merck and Pfizer were all up. Uh, UNH uh, was up 2.41 for healthcare plans. And <clears throat> The reddest uh, sector of all was the energy. Uh, Exxon was down 3.85%. Conoco down 3.91. This is just Friday's performance, Mm -hmm. one day. So uh, oil was just getting slaughtered here. The defense uh, consumer staples, Walmart was up 1.5%. Coke up 1.52%. Procter & Gamble. Up two percent, two point zero nine, and uh, tobacco. Uh, Philip Morris was up one point five one, and Altria up um, as well. So it really seemed to be defensive on Friday, even though things lifted off the bottom. Utilities were okay. Industrials were mixed, but not too bad. Mostly green. Uh, financials were mixed and so let's look at the week one week performance tesla came in at a 5.8 percent for the week Uh, again the same kind of splattering um energy the worst exxon down 6.62 percent for the week conoco down 9.51 eog resources down 11.72 so just a bloodbath in the energy department. Where consumer defensive, uh, home improvement and auto parts, travel, industrials, all doing pretty good. Utilities uh, and healthcare a bit mixed. Overall, uh, healthcare didn't do as well for the week as it did on Friday. So that's the lay of the land there. Looking at the um, the sectors. So again, for the week, consumer cyclical up 1.71, uh, 
Consumer defensive up 1.38. Industrials up 0.89. Utilities up 0.75. Communications up 0.62. Healthcare almost flat. Technology down minus 2.6, or sorry, minus 0.26. Financials down minus 0.3. Basic materials down minus 0.48. Now we had the dollar up a bit for the week, so that probably plays into the base materials down real estate minus 0.89 and energy down minus five for the week just killed it um so going into the futures here uh we're seeing that the u.s dollar it's actually fascinating to i would recommend doing this just to look at the monthly charts as well uh, because it gives you some pretty good perspective and the support and resistance stands out so much better too. So the US dollar, for example, is up this month uh, and it had pulled back into what I, I think was a reasonable support level. Um, so right now, um, it's still looking like it has a little bit of an appetite to continue up, probably on the back of some of the Fed speak We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, um, so it's up 0.21 right now, the dollar. And um, <clears throat> looking at the Dow Jones, it's down 0.38 right now. S&P's down 0.43. NASDAQ's down 0.38. Russell's down 0.57. And the VIX is up 2.36%. So we're seeing um, a little bit of a move. Now that support level really held there. Um, that was in the 18 and a half area on the VIX, and we're up back up to 21.75. So lots of blue sky above us. I mean, there are numbers all the way through, but lots of blue sky. It kind of seems to have held that bottom, and it's uh, it's lifting off of that. So um, that could be of note in the bond department. Um, Bonds are down 0.27 now. They're the last month or the, this this month so far, it's been sliding, you know, pretty orderly. And again, that's uh, bonds heading down, yields heading up, and again related to the policy of our central bankers. And uh, let's see on the metal side, gold. Um, you got to put that in the monthly. You can see just the, the clear pullback that we had since the end of January. We finished strong um, December, well, November, December, and January were uh, robust. And then uh, February, we've pulled back a bit. So we've erased the move that we had in January on gold. Copper, the you know more recession-orientated, um, it's up one5 for one percent right now it's doing better than gold so it's not as impacted by the dollar and um, it's also more related to economic conditions which um, have still you know i mean we've got this dichotomy here of good economic news and yet we're not done raising interest rates to fight inflation so that's it's you know it's like good news <laughs> is bad news and bad news is good news right okay over to you Dave and then we'll circle back to talk a little bit more about 
yeah. uh, what the drivers are here. So go ahead. Yeah, and the stock odds, seasonality almanac. We're getting close to the five day, last five days of the month. It starts on Wednesday, doesn't it? Yeah, because this is a pretty short month. It feels like 19 trading days in February. Yeah, we so we got, we got one. We got tomorrow. Tomorrow's trading day is kind of a, a no man's land, and then all of a sudden we uh, we hit the five day seasonality window. Yeah. Right. So some of the ETFs expected to be weak in that window are um, gold, um, jets, some of the airlines, uh, some of the house builders, and um, some of the banks, KRE and KWeb. And then if you look at the last three days of the month, very similar as well. Gold is weak again, silver, utilities, energy, um, staples. So it's like a lot of the materials and uh, metals are weak. And uh, the ones that are stronger are actually the more risk-on stuff. ARC, ARK, uh, XBI, which is biotech, retail, XK, X, XRT, the SOX, which is chips. So a little bit more risk-on in that last um, relative to the symbols that are weaker but still it's pretty soft the final uh, few days of this month are expected to be down um, minus 0.68 percent for the last three days of the month and one minus 1.62 percent for the spider for the last five days of the month so all the bang really is the mid-month seasonality and options expiration and the end of the month is um, a lot softer with the last trading day of the month also down minus 0.47%. So that's what, that's the backdrop there. And then we do have some earnings of note. Um, Tuesday at Home Depot, that could give us some color as to how the consumer is um, spending or pulling back. Uh, we have Walmart also, again, focus on the consumer. And there's many other symbols to um, Caesars Entertainment. We've got... Uh, um, Twinkies, right? Hostess brands. There's still a lot of um, earnings in the backdrop there, so you have to cross-check your symbols versus um, the list of earnings. And then there are some semiconductor stocks, such as NVIDIA. Um, they have reports, too, I think. Um, Baidu, eBay, Etsy. So some of the NASDAQ ones are still reporting. And then Thursday, <coughs> uh, Carvana, Dish Network, Domino's, EOG, uh, big variety of symbols on, and then Friday as well. We have a couple there. Uh, so there are some earnings in the backdrop. Now, economic reports. Tuesday, we have uh, uh, S&P services, PMI. Wednesday's a uh, key, key moment. Uh, we have the FOMC minutes, um, 2 p.m. Eastern. So that could be a market mover. Thursday, initial jobless claims and GDP, so health of the economy. And then Friday, Consumer spending, core PCE, new home sales. So a lot of revolving around the consumer's health, um, even the Home Depot and Walmart. So we'll get, um, we'll see how well the consumer's holding up um, given all the inflationary pressures and uh, um, a drop in savings rates and increase in credit cards and all those kinds of uh, uh, themes. So that's it for, for the macro there. <clears throat> Okay. Um, well, back to this um, thing that really changed this week, you know, heading into Thursday and Friday. And really it was um, some of the Fed speakers because we had the Cleveland Fed president, Master. Now he's not a voter, uh, but was or she was advocating for a 50 basis point rate hike. 
at that was back for the February one. Uh, of course, we only got 25. Uh, we had um, Fed President Bullard. He's also a non-voter, uh, but he wouldn't rule out supporting a 50 basis point rate hike in the March FOMC meeting. And Fed Governor Bowman, which is a voter, said that rate hikes should continue until a lot more progress has been made on inflation. So that's that backdrop kind of um, sent things down because I mean we did we kind of gave the mar the market gave the CPI numbers a bit of a free pass, right? And so and the the PPI was on Thursday, um, but some of this you know. Fed speak um, really contributed to the to the weaknesses. Um, so that's kind of what happened there. And you know, I don't know if this Larry Summers um, warning here. So he was uh, the former Treasury Secretary, right? And uh, what he's saying is that, uh, and that was published. Uh, today. So he warns the U.S. economy is headed for a collision as Fed rate hikes aren't working. Um, so does that mean the Fed is going to have to uh, really get even more aggressive with um, with hikes? Right. I mean, that's what Fed Governor Bowman, which is a voter, was saying that rate hikes should continue until a lot more progress has been made on inflation so they're the way they're looking at it is that you know the real progress hasn't hasn't been completed hasn't been made yet and yet the markets was looking forward thinking um what the fed is doing is working and uh you know we're going to get this behind us soon enough so this is the tension i think i think the market came up pretty pretty fast in january now we had short covering we had tax loss rebuying but here's the year to date so far dow jones is up two percent nasdaq's up 12.6 percent s&p's up 6.2 and the russell's up 10.5 um so you know we had a and that's pretty good for you know what we've been not even not even uh seven weeks right mm -hmm. not even a full seven weeks good returns in. for a full year yeah and so i think maybe the you know market got a bit ahead of itself um there was some enthusiasm i know from our baskets perspective it seemed that our short side was the one giving us some trouble in january wouldn't you agree yeah it seems like people were just overpaying at the open just to get involved and um it's you know what? Why? Why I think the shorts, you know, had some, some trouble is because if you think about all of 2022, all that data, the market was rallying a bit, and it would sell off, and it would rally a little bit and sell off, and kept selling off. So we were making lower lows and and lower highs, and so um, the data, you know, started to get trained based on that action where. You know, buying the dip wasn't working, but selling the rallies certainly was. And then you, you roll into January, and um, 
we still were still going back 2000 days, but you got that latest sample in there as well. And so it was putting a, a damper on, um, I would say on how things were prior to last year. So our shorts would, you know, we're, it was doing the same thing that we were doing before. So it's like, it should have worked out fine. But uh, mm-hmm. with the rally and the, you know, sort of fear of missing out was coming into it. We even had some meme stocks and things like that that uh, started to be in focus again by traders. Um, now, if, granted, it's been pretty short-lived. Like, you know, the meme thing even died down already too. But I just think that those stocks that were coming up in our in our list would this the same the same approach would have been fine in december right mm-hmm. would have been fine in you know march or april of last year but january with that tax loss rebuying and that you know fear of missing out just felt like our shorts were getting run over a little bit so you know i mean you're still hedged to a large degree but you're just not getting you know the returns that you want right um, but I think things are starting to get back on track. Um, it just takes a little bit of time for statistics to adjust because you're adding constantly new data to the previous data. So it just takes a little bit to adjust, but um, I think they'll get back on track. So, um, yeah, what else can we add to this whole thing? thing here there's still global risk i mean ukraine it sounds like biden's doubling down uh, stick, stick with uh, supporting ukraine until infinity <laughs> well i mean it's it is a double down um i mean it is really a nato against russia i mean that's it's even become more than just a proxy war <laughs> if we're going to be you know continuously sending them money and, and then uh, tanks and everything but it's uh, definitely i mean i can't see putin giving up either and saying oh, okay well let's call a truce <laughs> can't see that can't see Zelensky saying well oh sure we'll split the country in half and give him half of it mm-hmm. <laughs> i can't see biden's stopping um not a good situation add to that the uh, middle east stuff and the more more earthquakes in Turkey today, and that's horrible. So uh, we got a shortened week. So just remi- a reminder about that. We still have some news coming out. We're not done with news yet. Economic reports, and um, and we finished the month on the 28th tuesday so it's not a leap year right Mm -hmm. so we don't get to leap ahead this year but um just a reminder that companies do report um there's still companies that do report like you know warnings ahead of earnings season you know give some guidance things not as many as used to but there's still some of that after we finish earnings season then we usually go into dividend season so be mindful of that 
you know, overnight, if you're short stocks, you do pay a dividend or collect a dividend. Um, there is some dividend drift that can happen uh, ahead of dividends as well. So check for that. Okay, well, I guess that pretty much covers it. Um, and we aren't going to have a meeting on the 20. So we won't do a, a wrap up like this on the 26th. Um, we'll just skip a week, okay? All right. Mind. Um, possibly. Yeah, I mean, I'll check. I'll check in with, with you, Dave. But uh, I may not be able to do that night. So we'll, I'll check back with you. But uh, the 26th, we may not have one. Okay. All right. Catch you later, Gator. Thanks. Bye bye.